Welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Listening to This Movie Podcast. Podcast, I'm Eric. And I'm Spencer. And today, we are talking Damien Chazelle. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, director Spotlight episode. Now, uh, you seem very excited when you said his name. I think probably because he's just such a showman with his film. He's so excited. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's very, yes, a showman. He's exciting. Lots of drama. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, now, yeah. for, for this director Theater. spotlight... Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, for this director spotlight episode, um, you know, we'll be doing some background on Damien Chazelle, his career, his upbringing, schooling, and whatnot. Go through his career, talk about some of his style as well. We're going to be focusing cool, mostly man. on... Uh, focusing mostly on Whiplash and La La Land, though I'll also throw in like you know First Man. We'll just mention that, and we did actually an mm. entire episode on his latest film Babylon. We did a whole review on it. So we did. Check out the pod feed if you want to talk uh, all things Babylon. Uh, but yeah, yeah let's, cool let's jump right into it. Um, Damien Chazelle, one of my uh, favorite directors right now. Uh, he's a young mm. guy still, 38 years old as of uh, as of today. Uh, so still, you know, that's pretty so funny. Like pretty young in the game. I like yeah, and that definitely is young. And you know, whatever. But I feel like the way that I've understood people to talk about him or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this dude's like 27. <laughs> you know I what mean, I mean? Like <laughs> that's like he, the that's like yeah. the feel. Like I guess well, when he was wait when he did, did so he when did, did when did, he did Whiplash in 2015 so he was you know that's that's yeah. almost what is that eight years ago so about, yeah about 30 like that's pretty that's yeah. pretty good you know um, yeah so he's yeah relatively young I mean look at all the other directors in Hollywood like a lot of them are so old right you know? like it's Scorsese's like thing coming like, out with Killers of the Flower Moon and he's like 90 something I don't know how old he actually is but he's very old might as well be. <laughs> The other day I saw a YouTube video thumbnail and it was like, Martin Scorsese says he's out of time. I was like, whoa, what? What? I was like, okay. Like, I guess I get it too, though. He's like old. Like, yeah, I guess he, I don't know what the video really was, but I think it's ultimately saying like, maybe he doesn't like feel like super creative and like he's got a lot of time to just hang out and do stuff. I see. (laughs) Old or whatever. Oh, wow. I get, yeah. Anyway. I get that. Anyway, Damien Chazelle. Um, big career so far with just a few movies made, really, like a few big feature films, but he's had quite a great yeah. career. Um, start off with some background on him. So, like I said, he's about 38 years old now. He's born in Providence as well. So he... Rhode Island. Yep. Yeah. Yes, that wow. is correct. Yes. Um, I know he, that place. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, that's where, uh, <laughs> that's where, uh, Quahog is. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. family guy. Um, uh-huh. He actually, so he's an American citizen, but he also has a French citizenship as well, which is pretty cool. His his, uh, his father sense. his father's from France, uh, that's why. Chazelle, um, yeah, Ch- the Chazelle as well, yeah. yeah. Um, his mother is actually from uh, Canada uh, as well, so interesting. Uh, uh, he's French Canadian, but not <laughs> French Canadian American, like a hyphenated, like exactly a different version of that. Correct, yes. Um, and you know, from a, from a young age, um, he, he always loved movies, um, but he actually had a passion for playing music as well. So, um, uh, yeah. specifically drums in a jazz band as well. Um, so that I, checks know, out. yeah, I would say look at his filmography 
I think I think yeah yeah we understand that to be correct. Um, so during his even time, even in he, like Babylon was so the whole oh, time. Yeah. Remember my my impression of <laughs> <laughs> the trumpet, the trumpet yeah, the yeah. whole time. <laughs> Homie loves trumpets, dog. Yeah, he's a big yeah. jazz. Dog. Oh, I was so I was when I was putting like my notes together and everything for this. I was listening to a lot of uh, Justin Hurwitz pieces, which is uh, you know I'll talk about their partnership in a bit, but. Babylon okay. stuff, whiplash stuff, and when I got to the Babylon moments where I was listening to that while I was uh, writing my notes here, so mm. so strong in the the trumpets, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very heavily. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yeah, so obviously music a big part of his life uh, from an early age, and um, so he was doing like band in high school. He said that he had a very intense and strict music teacher, um, which became the inspiration for jk simmons character um in whiplash sure uh which whiplash being his second feature film um for for school though for college he did study at uh uh harvard university uh, in film uh graduated in 2007 I didn't know harvard had a film program yeah it's he did something like it was like film but in like environmental something or other yeah, I don't know. It's some kind of interesting department, but I guess it worked. Film. Yeah, yeah. He graduated in two thousand and seven, dude. Like that's still wow. like everyone's like, oh, early two thousand is so old now. But like, that's not like we're in the same. Like I don't know. It's within fifty years. That's, that's yeah, pretty yeah. Um, right. Anyway, so at, when he was at Harvard, he did room with uh, Justin Hurwitz, who was an aspiring uh, composer at the time, and uh, Justin Hurwitz. Um, Chazelle got along, became best friends, and he went on to compose every music for every Chazelle film so far, uh, which is really cool. Wow. Just a cool story, you know? I love, I yeah. love, absolutely love the the partnerships between directors and composers. I think it's yeah. it's it's beautiful, or even production companies and and uh, composers yeah. as well. It's it's awesome. Um, it's nice to see when people work together, mm-hmm. like. Because yeah, obviously there's Chris like an Nolan element and of kind of like Hans Zimmer you know, as well. Oh, they're just they're just hiring their friends. It's like yeah, because they work well together. <laughs> yeah, they're they good. Know, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. know how to work together without having to like explain things to everybody and stuff. So stupid when you're starting out in film. It's like yeah, yeah. You you have friends it's like, and you're gonna ask them because you know they're good. You know they're your friends and they're gonna work well. So. Yeah. Yeah, so if someone tough. doesn't want to shoot with you or something, Jeez. get better. And uh, Justin Hurwitz, yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. So, you know, yeah. there's no problem there. Uh, right. Anyway, um, they were also a part of a music group in school, uh, formed with a few other friends as well. So just all around the music uh, from for, forever, really. Um, and I think that's really where Hurwitz and Chazelle kind of bonded uh, through through music and through film. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of like his background, his early days and whatnot. Um, I want to talk about his career. I like the history lesson part. Thank you. Like I have, I kind of like, I guess we haven't done one of these in a while or maybe I always just let you educate me. Yeah. For, well, but, the, the last one, one that I pick or something, the last spotlight episode we did was Michelle Yeoh. So check that one out, folks, uh, actor spotlight. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that one, uh, that one was a, a really good one too, because we got to do a lot of background and like, uh, her style of film. Uh, as well, and yeah, I think I did a little more research did, yeah. on that one. Um, but yeah, let's let's hop into some of his careers. His uh, first feature film called Guy and yeah. Madeline on a Park Bench came out in 2009. It was actually made for his senior thesis as well. So he just made okay. a movie for his senior thesis, which yeah makes sense, I guess. But like, this is a movie. 
Um, yeah, film. Yeah. I, I think this a major is major motion picture. This might be on movie as well. So it might be a movie movie. Ah. Yeah, I think I think it is. Um, okay. Yeah, so it played at a, a few of uh, the usual festival uh, routes, and then it was eventually picked up. Um, uh, so he went ahead and graduated. Um with that film and under his senior thesis, moved to L.A. Uh, to try and find funding for his multiple ideas, what would become Whiplash and uh, La La Land. Um, his first huge hit, though, was in 2014 with Whiplash. Um, and, uh, but before it was made, though, this is a very interesting story. So before it was made, he actually created a Whiplash short film, um, basically to okay. have proof of concept in order to secure more funding for yeah. the feature-length film. Um, so there's a studio, I forget the name of the studio, but they were kind of interested in it and just wanted him to submit a short film to festivals um, to show proof of concept that people would like it, that, that it is a good idea. So he went ahead and did right. that. Short film was praised at Sundance and other uh, festivals, and he got the funding for, uh, you know, that was necessary to make uh, the Oscar winning film. So awesome. Kudos to him for kind of sticking with that one as well. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, really killing it. Um, let's talk about. I feel like I saw, I actually. Yep. Speaking of the you seeing things on YouTube, I saw like um something about like why why do people make short films or some was, oh, like the video yeah. and then it had like I think it had a screenshot of Whiplash and mm. I was like oh yeah because it turns out I guess that's info can turn I out really well now I personally yeah. always hated making short films um, I always thought yeah. it was very difficult in school because it, you have to tell a full story in such a short amount oh like all right, so six minutes max. And you're like, well, yeah, this is, this is the uh. first, this is the first film class I've ever stepped into. And you're telling me to make a six minute short film with no like training Dude, or practice. That was so crazy up front. And oh, I guess, man. you know, whatever, see what we can do. Kind see of what thing. we can like, do. I, I get remember, it. I yeah. get it. We were all, we were all so shocked. <laughs> we were all we're like, wait, like, wait, 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 wait. So like, we're just going to go for it. So, so we're making three films this semester, three separate films this uh -huh. semester. Uh, and here's a camera, here's a microphone, here's like an audio track, and uh, there you go. I was like, whoa, yeah. insane, absolutely insane. Um, so I had a hard time making short films when I was in school, but uh, mm -hmm. I do appreciate the craft. Uh, we actually did a uh, whole episode on short films quite a while back, so you're gonna have to scroll back on the pod list, uh, for that, that was a episode. cool one, but yeah, that was a that was a really nice one to do. I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so, so started off with a short film, Whiplash, then came the big success. And, uh, let's, let's talk about the movie then, uh, that came out in 2014. So starring Miles Teller, JK Simmons, mm -hmm. small cast, something that I think you'll, it's sort of a theme up until maybe Babylon, uh, where Babylon yeah. is, Babylon has a few big stars and then, but then there's like a bunch of, you know, people in there, uh, cameos here and there and, big uh extra sets as well which is i mean that yeah. that movie in itself is a hollywood epic really is what you can describe it as but anyway um usually with damien chazelle you'll find two maybe three uh major cast members and everybody else are just extras um but he likes to really focus on uh his main characters um so whiplash just a little story synopsis here so we have an aspiring uh, student drummer is invited to perform in the famous and respected Terrence Fletcher Jazz Band at uh, Schaefer Academy, made-up school, but uh, sounds really cool. Uh, he, it sounds real. It sounds real, yeah. Um, but he is pushed to his limits physically, uh, mentally, and emotionally 
and as Fletcher constantly threatens and berates his students, um, Andrew, who's played by Miles Teller, um, slowly realizes what uh, what's behind all of this abuse. And um, he does have to figure out if becoming the next big drummer or becoming successful is worth the pain and worth the fear uh, that comes from Fletcher or just playing music in general. So, yeah, um, yeah I... Uh, I, I really, really, really love this movie. Um, I think what's really cool about it is, and we, we've talked about just like the how we kind of made it and everything, but it was made for $3.5 million, made almost $49.5 worldwide. So a good start to his career. Um, Absolutely. Financially, anyway, to just show like, oh, dude, this guy can really bring it. He's got some great actors in this in these movies as well, um, and and uh, really, really proved that. Yeah, off the it, bat. A good return. Yeah, Absolutely. Was J.K. Um, Simmons in the short? Were those actors in the short? You know, I don't remember. Um, I, I feel like I've seen images, though, of them in the short. <laughs> so I think, yeah. I think you might be right on that. Um, but talk about more of the success of this movie. Nominated for 146 awards or, or many different award uh, season. Uh, and uh, it won 98 of them. Uh, most notably, five Oscar noms and three Oscar wins for sound mixing, editing, and best supporting actor for J.K. Simmons, which performance is absolutely incredible i mean even mm-hmm. I, i'm not the biggest fan of miles teller all the time but he yeah. did bring it in this movie um i think this is one yeah. of his more breakout roles and then he went on to be mr fantastic in that god awful fantastic four movie but uh, I, can't, I can't even i still can't believe that happened <laughs> yeah like a year after this i think um but but jk simmons was absolutely that was like a big time for fed- miles teller right off yeah this. and then he went in and did um he went and did uh, what is that one called? Like War Dogs or something with Jonah Hill. War Dogs. Yeah, like that was that a good one. one. Yeah. That was a good one. I really like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but J.K. Simmons, back to him. Uh, if if nobody has seen his Oscars acceptance speech, go and watch it on YouTube because it is it is fantastic. He's a very gracious winner. Um, and just kind of out of nowhere, this this J.K. Simmons Renaissance sort of popped up. I mean, obviously, who is J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man? That's the greatest casting of ever. Right. Ever in comic Perfect. book movies, yeah. Perfect, um, yeah. And then kind of went away, did some farmers insurance commercials, and uh, was a spokesperson yeah. for that, which still does to this day. And then comes back, uh-huh. uh, you know, with movies here and there, and then banger Oscar winner, um, just just fantastic. Now, this is a very intense movie. Um, not only can you like, you know, it's towards Andrew, all this anger and this anger coming from passion, really. Um, and yeah. the blood, sweat, and tears that you see on Andrew uh, caused by his teacher and his stride to perfection um, this is very real. So I really appreciated yeah. uh, the way that uh, Ch- Damien Chazelle and the actors are able to, to kind of uh, portray this uh, to us. Uh, I think for the most part, though, this movie is not just about music, even though it's a big part. It's the main focus. It's about how we suffer for our passions, um, how hard or far we're willing to push ourselves in order to achieve success um, and perfection which is really I think just a great theme over all of Chazelle's movies really just trying to find success uh, in in, in areas that we're passionate about and that's his life honestly like we've talked about how he wanted to be a musician didn't really see a path for that but was still passionate about it and then also love movies love film so he's doing he's doing both Music heavily integrated into his films. Um, this one Very not so. not a musical, um, but but obviously it's about 
a young drummer, jazz musician. So lots of lots of music in this one. Um, so yeah, he's he's basically kind of telling us his life story through his films, which is um, some directors like to do yeah, that. Yeah, got to be sort of autobiographical, huh? Yeah, got to be. Um, and and some director, obviously, with <laughs> with his high school teacher being sort of like uh, Terrence Fletcher, don't, we don't know to what extent. Yeah, uh, I don't think that teacher would be teaching music much longer at a high school level. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the the Fletcher character reminds me of um Joel. Oh man. Yeah. No, Joel like, is not as like Joel was not as No, yelly or like throwing chairs like, at us and Yeah, he's not violent. He's, <laughs> he's not just a, violent, a really excitable man. guy. But he's a pusher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like a yeah. And like yeah, just kind of critical. Um, De- definitely critical. Passionate. <laughs> yeah. Wears black. Yeah, he um, does have the, the plain yeah, black T-shirt. Yeah. Also, yeah. also he's not much hair on Joel either. I think is he straight up bald as well. Uh-huh. So Terrence Fletcher, uh, he wears hats a lot. He does wear hats a lot, as as most uh, film Couldn't professors really do. Tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, he wears like the Ron Howard outfit. Yeah. Kind of oh like my gosh, that is a great pull. <clears throat> yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say Joel is anywhere near. Uh, crazy as Terrence Fletcher, but um. Hey Joel, how's yeah, it going? Yeah. <laughs> Did you get to watch this one What's for up? the first for the first time? By the way. Yeah, uh, it was my first watch. What'd you think? What'd you think? Uh, I dug it. Um, I think it's. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure we'll 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 kind of talk through it a little bit more in a in a second, but. Uh, yeah, I like the journey that it goes through. Like you said, it does feel kind of like real, um, in a way it definitely feels super like played up and Mm -hmm. intense and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it was, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I feel like I I had like a take on how Damien Chazelle does music, which like, obviously it's so present and it's a big part of all this, but I feel like he does it in like a certain way. Mm. And now I'm having a tough time really placing what my thought was there. Maybe I should have written it down. It'll, it'll probably come back some to you at some it, point. It, it usually yeah, it does. Feels, <laughs> it usually does. Yeah. It, it just feels like a little yeah. different than, uh, than how maybe some others do, do mm. music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got, you know, I feel like this one feels like it feels early. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like, you know, close to this time in his own life, right. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Like, he must have just made this right out of college. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's kind of like... Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had this idea for a while. Of, so he's been right. he's been writing, with, you know, noodling with this idea, same as La La Land yeah. for a while. So makes sense that he, yeah. Yeah, he's kind of coming from the specific areas. Yeah. Of his life. But yeah, like young character, you know, kind of... I feel like you can kind of feel young directory a little bit. Mm. Um, but in like a cool way, just kind of like... Uh, and I think you can kind of see, like, watching this and then watching his other films, like, there's pieces of his overall style and what will, you know. Right. You can find that in this, and you see that grow over time. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Um, yeah. One of the, and you know, spoilers for the movies, uh, folks, if you haven't seen this, mm-hmm. but um, minor stuff yeah, spoilers. here and there. Um, but there is one scene that is probably my all-time favorite, and it, it's accompanied by... One of my favorite pieces of music, I think, not just in in film, but of all time. I love listening to it. But it's when it's after Fletcher is fired, uh, after Andrew puts in his complaint and everything. Uh, Terrence Fletcher's yeah. let go, 
And Andrew's walking down the street and sees like this jazz club kind of bar thing and sees that on a chalkboard uh, where it says, uh, you know, drinks on this or whatever. And it says music tonight yeah. by this featuring Terrence Fletcher. He sees that name. Uh-huh. He has a little wrinkle on his face, but he goes in and he sees yeah. uh, Terrence Fletcher sitting down at the piano playing this beautiful song, um, which is yeah. called um, Fletcher's uh, this is called like Fletcher's Song in Club or something like that. Um, okay, like a how? Yeah, yeah. I gotta. Where is? It? I gotta find it. Yeah, Fletcher's Song in Club, uh, as nice. in the, like a basic soundtrack kind of uh, title for it. But it's yeah. a beautiful piano piece. Um, so there's that moment. He's watching him. He sees how passionate uh, Fletcher is for music. How elegant he's playing. After all of this animosity kind of went between the two. I mean, we're I'm you know skipping ahead from a bunch of abuse and everything. Um, just going to this specific right. point because I really wanted to talk about it. But um, uh-huh. yeah, great moment. The song ends. Fletcher's thanking the crowd graciously. Looks up, sees Andrew, sort of kind of, you know, in the corner over there. Andrew's like, "Oh shit, I gotta get out of here," and he yeah. kind of ducks out. He's on his way out, and then he, you know, uh, gets tapped on the back. Where he says, "Andrew, Andrew, come here." Um, yeah. And he's a little scared, and he's kind of like, "Oh hey," like, uh, you know. And they share yeah. a moment. Um, at at this club and just they go and get a booth together have a drink and uh-huh. it is very fascinating um he goes you know he's like you know I, I don't know if you've heard but i was let go from schaefer and andrew's playing all innocent like oh yeah like i don't know but you know that's yeah, yeah that's too bad like i don't yeah. know why he's like yeah i guess some people oh. complained about me you know <laughs> and andrew's uh-huh. just being so like coy and everything he's like oh well you know yeah. i don't know but besides that that element of it there is reason for uh fletcher's behavior and he talks about the passion for the craft and why he pushes everybody to their absolute limit is because that's how you get perfection mm-hmm. um now there yeah. are tons of teaching philosophies out there about uh, verbal abuse emotional abuse and whether uh-huh. that can actually help i don't feel like that is a supportive environment to learn but uh-huh. i admire his passion um, and I yeah. admire what he was try- trying to do at the school and, and with his band and with the students and everything. Yeah. Um, he's talked about uh, Charlie Parker a lot um, and, and how, you know, you know, you want to become the next, you know, best person. You got to absolutely push yourself. Um, and, and we actually yeah. see that with Andrew as well. We see how hard he tries, how hard he goes to get the double time swing down. You know, he's bleeding. He's uh-huh. got blisters. He puts his arms and hands in an ice bucket afterwards. Right. He's sweating yeah. all over the place. Um, so we do see that passion from Andrew, but uh, <laughs> pretty it, gory. Yeah. It, it, like, it does get a little bloody. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just like, Oh my God goodness it's like yeah. it's a little gross um but it's not like yeah. not like yeah like zombie gore and stuff like no, that. no but it's just kind of, yeah it's just like whoa from yeah. drumming okay. whoa from drum exactly just like oh my god that can happen yeah. yes yeah 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 if you play the drums you know like how like oh your hands can get that's why a lot of drummers wear like knuckleless gloves or something you know like you know they just wear gloves, gloves yeah, yeah to to help I them out i feel like but... i saw a glove drummer recently like live it's funny I think so. maybe I make maybe I saw it maybe it was like on TV or something. Oh, but I feel okay. like I've yeah. recently observed a drummer wearing gloves in <laughs> yeah. one place or another. <laughs> yeah, 
but um but uh, yeah that's just a great moment great intimate moment between our two main characters here we got a lot, a lot of great shallow depth of field as well to just focus in on their facial reactions and andrew being again yeah. a little timid around terrence fletcher um not really sure uh how to react this to one is i feel like saying. like less um visually complex than than the others i've seen like you, i would have I to guess, agree i would have to kind of just yeah i think early up on, until just a little less stylized up until the very end where you know the lights go down and spotlight on fletcher spotlight on andrew um, yeah up until then yeah i would say it's a it's not very um that is very stylized when it comes to just like you know how, how the lenses are used or the lighting or anything compared to the next movie that we'll talk about in a second um yeah Again, I feel like there's just... like decisions of lighting. Yeah, like it's like it. There's a lot of like green. Mm. Like it's like they push kind of those normal, just like store fluorescents, mm. just like extra green and stuff like that. Like so I feel like you see that a lot yeah. when they're in, they're in, um, like the studio practicing and whatnot. Um, yeah, everything is very everything's very like calm in a way. It's not really using calming colors all that much, but it's just like. It's a very dark room with a few lights on the instruments like and the players. Yeah, it's very woody. Yeah. <laughs> um, Feels like but, a basement. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think that was on purpose. It's really made to feel... And look, anybody can say, oh, it's a sound, sound stage. It's a studio that's supposed to be like this. But it really is made to feel that this class that Terrence Fletcher is teaching and instructing, they are completely isolated from the rest of the of yeah. Schaefer Academy. Now, not just in terms of oh, it's down over here and they're the only ones that he respects, but it's just the ex- exclusivity as well. Like, yeah. early on in the movie, they are playing in a class and um, they notice some feet at the door. The door is shut and you, you can see the shadows of some feet and his bald head kind of like leaning into the frosted window, kind of listening in on the class. And they're all like, oh, is he going to... Uh, oh, and he walks away. Oh, okay, I guess not today. So there is that level yeah. of exclusivity with Terrence Fletcher and everybody yeah. wants to get to that moment. And then when they get to that moment, they're locked in this studio with a madman, right. really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's absolutely, absolutely insane. Absolutely. Yeah. I would feel, I'd feel nervous around this man for sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. <laughs> and your spot goes just like, like that as well, real quick. And Andrew yeah. learns that lesson yeah. as well. Yeah. And he's uh, like, he's not, sucks. he's not taking my spot. And he's like, what did yeah. you say? <laughs> I like how, I do like the way that Fletcher pushes Andrew to a point of like not only performing how he needs to or, or wants to or whatever, but yeah. in a way of kind of like he pushes him to a point of like take what you want kind mm-hmm. of thing. You know what I mean? Where it's just yeah, like yeah. A, Andrew fights like back. He that's gets why. Really? Yeah. Because Andrew <laughs> Andrew like, does snap back. He gets a, like a very moments. aggressive by the end. Like mm-hmm. yeah, he's because it's just like. Yeah, it's like so much earning, but it, it can go uh, like you can lose it just like that. So mm-hmm. that's like you got to just like really hold on to that and with intensity. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some some great moments, I think, where I don't know, Fletcher maybe just can't help but be proud of Andrew for standing up for himself or showing that he's yeah. wants to be there. And I think there is a moment, too, where he's like. He can kind of sense that Andrew wants to be there when he's saying like, "No, I'm going to be in this spot. Like, I'm in the seat. I'm." He's not taking my yeah. spot, and I think he understands that. But he's like, "Bro, not today. Sit down." And he's like, "I'm yeah. still, the, I'm still yeah, the yeah, teacher. Yeah. Like, 
that, like in his mind he's saying thank yeah. you for being passionate but i don't care about that right now i just need you to sit down so we can uh-huh. ahead, you know um, yeah and then there's that that really sort of humanizing moment not only in the in the club but also when uh he comes in to practice and talks about how his former student has has died and you know like okay what you're listening to is this and that and everything and um that just makes Taryn seem a little bit softer in a way or just lighter as and a person then, a human and then it just explodes so <laughs> well then we find out he's lying about that yeah right? well eventually and yeah. he's like oh jeez you know this guy will do anything to i guess eat away at his students or just try to get any lick of passion out of them so yeah yeah uh but then we get to the end uh so so at, at that club scene they're like hey by the way i'm i'm conducting this group and the drummer isn't really isn't really doing it we're playing the the, the hits from school so why don't you come on down comes yeah. down super excited he's like wow he's gonna give me a second chance he might even know that i that i the person that told on him you know got him fired yeah but wow is he gonna really give me another chance because he sees something in me which is what he was a little naive yeah. about the first time. Which he does see something right. in Andrew, but he's like, slow down, bro. Um, mm-hmm. Goes there, and the music is completely different. Completely different than what Fletcher is saying. He so, got punked, bro. He got so punked. And he wanted Andrew in front of all those people that make careers happen. All those producers down there. Yeah. All those recruiters. Like... Oh, this kid yeah. sucks at drums. He doesn't even know the music. He wanted to just so, humiliate him. Yeah, you think that's the goal, right? Because I, I feel like that occurs, and then you're kind of like, oh, well, and then he's, and then Andrew, you know, busts out the door, mm-hmm. hugs his dad, and then he comes back after, because Fletcher says, I guess you aren't a great or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, hell no. Then, <laughs> yeah and then but then he's kind of like then he comes back and like does it i also have i i, I well he takes control he, he plays a completely yeah. different song he plays caravan the song right. that was intense and difficult to do um in and yeah, the he Schaefer academy them into he's it like, hey watch me for the watch me for the changes watch me you know watch me for the time yeah. and so he just starts off caravan uh-huh. And goes yeah. on an absolute rampage on the drum set while also yeah. like giving Fletcher a nice f you uh, on stage to everybody. And then and then Fletcher's kind of like, oh, sick. But then like by the like the by the end, yeah. ending. But like, do you think that was his goal to push him there, or do you think he was just trying to humiliate him? No, he was trying to humiliate. Do you think he Fletcher was trying, was trying to, to push him? Humiliate, or him. do you think Fletcher was? Yeah, he was just going Fletcher to try was to is always Andrew. trying to push his students. Every single person. That's what he says in the bar, uh, in that club, that jazz club. He says, I was there to push everybody to their limits to have absolute perfection, which is, as we know, it's it's virtually impossible, but you can try your best, right? Which is what he wanted his students to do. Um, And initially, yes, it is there to, he is there to just humiliate Andrew. And he even says, like, you don't think, you don't think I know you're the one that got me fired, you know? And and he sees all those people there. You know, shaking, shaking their heads at him and going, "Oh man, this guy can't drum." You know, he's this is this is terrible. And I guess Fletcher didn't really care about his reputation in terms of the drummer uh, for that performance because he was that was his mission. Now, when he sees Andrew come back, he sees Andrew yeah. start playing Caravan, and then he kind of freaks out for a second. Uh, Fletcher, he's like, "What? What the hell is going on?" And he goes up to Andrew, "What the hell are you yeah. doing?" <laughs> yeah. I love that moment too, and just like. 
just and he just plays like a symbol right in his face at the yeah. same time. He's like, oh, brilliant! Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, hits him basically. Yeah, yeah, um, brilliant. And then he starts to see. He's like, okay, well, I'm gonna make something out of this. Then, okay, everybody, get ready. Let's go. Let's we're doing caravan. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Then yeah. he sees. There's a moment in the in the in the song where he sees Andrew turn from trying to be good to one of the greats. It right in front of his eyes. Yeah, and he sees that passion. Uh-huh. One. Um, him coming back out after that humiliating experience and then number two halfway through the song going this kid can drum and he's trying his absolute best not only has he improved since Schaefer but he has taken what I said to heart which is absolutely push yourself no matter what who cares about what happens in the past just get to the point where you want to get to right have success and um then he starts to bring in andrew a bit more to the song starts to starts to recognize him a bit more and then drum solo brilliant piece to the finish um he sees um eventually at the very end there's a pause right before the final crescendo and um you see this close-up this sort of i guess close-up extreme close-up of fletcher's eyes and then andrew's eyes and they kind of smile at each other and all you need are Uh the eyes and you can tell them that they're that they're pleased with each other um and then they hit it and boom lights out end of the movie brilliant ending so strong really good yeah now, not as good I feel like, as the next uh-huh. movie's ending, which we'll talk about in a second, I think, but still very, yeah. very, very strong. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, uh, yeah, I, I enjoy the ending. The way he's playing, like, it does feel a little like, it's. this also has to be a little mm. bit like a chaotic look to everybody who's there. Absolutely, like, absolutely. You know, I feel like there's yeah. kind of like, and I think that's maybe something about mm-hmm these movies or maybe maybe a little bit separate thought but i think that he writes damien chiselle writes his characters in kind of like they're kind of frustrating to me mm. and like not andrew, in a and, bad andrew way. is a frustrating character at, at, at times like his yeah. whole relationship like, with nicole and oh him, man yeah it's, yeah that's yeah yeah <laughs> like that thing say, yeah. and just i don't know yeah it's everybody kind of gets in their own way or somebody's getting in somebody else's way every mm-hmm. like there's no like easy characters it's mm-hmm. like everybody is kind of in conflict yeah in one way or another mm-hmm. um and then yeah that kind of that is a big idea uh that i i notice in these movies that yeah good maybe segue kind of compare and contrast these mm-hmm. two where there's yeah this idea of if you want what if you want to have what you want then like you can't hold relationships yeah um, <laughs> right, right i don't like that that's <laughs> and like in a way it's kind of like okay i guess i've observed that in my own life mm. where it's like sometimes i i remember like before i was always like oh well, i could never pick like a job over a person or mm. you know a profession over a person or something that's not my style but i think realistically i have kind of done that in ways where it's like not so much like the way that Andrew does in this movie where he's like, I am way too busy and cool and important for you. Uh, (laughs) So you have to, I, I, there's no way I can, you know, be successful with you around me, Mm -hmm. but like, I've definitely like, you know, uh, (laughs) neglected partners for, for long periods of time for, you know, trying to accomplish goals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I guess I get that, but it sucks. I don't like it. It does suck. It does suck. I wouldn't say that's an overall theme uh, across all his films. Um, uh-huh. but it's the two we watched, though, I think. The two that we're going to focus on today, yeah. Um, let's hop into his yeah. next movie. So 
Whiplash, big success, great start, like great big start, like uh, for for Chazelle. And then we have, of course, that was his second movie technically. But um, then we have La La Land that came out in 2016, uh, starring Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone, and other you know small cast members here and there, including John Legend, yeah. who's also in the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> who I saw him, uh, I saw him in concert l- last year in October in oh, Las uh, Vegas. Yeah, and his love in las vegas tour he was he was a great entertainer i'll tell you that fantastic he seems um, like a hell of a performer absolutely absolutely he's great um okay so this one it was huge i remember the hype for this one i remember seeing the trailers when i went to the movie theater i'm going what is this this is what, what? oh yeah oh this is the chazelle okay 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 i get it now like this yeah. is that movie and this and that okay this is this director okay ryan gosling i like emma stone i like Oh, this could be cool. And I remember this came out. I swear it came out in the summertime. And I was on a trip and trying to listen to the soundtrack. Uh, you know, it's a musical. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to hold off because I think this would be a lot better to watch it like in person uh, right. and, and experience the music in person. So I stopped listening to it. And then I went to the movies, watched it, was taken away by this movie, really. I just couldn't believe how yeah. incredible it was. Uh, for me, I'm not the biggest musical fan. But uh, there's uh-huh. something special about it, I think. Um, anyway, let's talk, to, this... talk about story for a second, and then we'll hop into like uh, yeah. thoughts on it. Um, mm-hmm. So in this one, there's um, so we have uh, two main characters. We have an ex- aspiring actor, and we also have an aspiring jazz pianist um, played by Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. Uh, they meet in L.A., where their passions sort of in- uh, they inspire a romantic relationship between the two. Uh, between the two, and uh, while they grow together as a couple. Uh, they also help each other grow in their professions as well. However, success in these areas may cause them to drift apart. And that's where I'll leave it. Um, and, and for those who've seen this movie, nice you sort synopsis. of you know where things go. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the ending in a bit. But uh, this movie was made for an estimated $30 million, so definitely a, a big bump up from the uh, 3.5 estimated from his last film. So $30 million, mm-hmm. uh, his bud- uh, budget, and made over $471.9 million worldwide. Huge movie and a nice return for Giselle. Um, nominated, 297 awards. Uh, and Whoa. won 243 of them. <gasps> Massive. Now, most notably for these awards, going back to the Academy as well, 14 Oscar noms, which tied the all-time record at that time. Uh, they won six production design, original score, uh, original song, best cinematography, best director, and best female actor for Emma Stone. So absolutely killed it that year at the Oscars. Could have sure. won the biggest prize, but we'll leave it at that and not have to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, yeah. This movie, I feel, really hits on all fronts. And then, like I said, I'm not normally a big musical fa- fan, but La La Land yeah. in itself is a fantastic film first presented in musical yeah. form. Um, I think got some great acting in there, production design, beautiful cinematography, which I'd love to get your opinion on. Um, and yeah. it uses the backdrop and lighting of the LA skies uh, to properly represent the characters and you know and their emotions in each moment uh, that they're singing or dancing or whatever. Um, yeah, what, what did you think overall on this? Because this is, was this your first watch as well? I know you've tried before. This is, but yeah. So I I tried before to watch it one time, and mm-hmm. it was just like I was just not I was just not in the mood 
It was like by myself, like during the day, like kind of <laughs> yeah, like, like trying to clean the house or something. Um, and I was just like, this is not where my energy is right now. Cause mm. it opens huge. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Huge, like big musical number, a gigantic number, <laughs> just a huge set piece of like what, like, I don't know the money or, or permits that to, to, they had to do close down the whole like freeway that. for that. Yeah. That's it's absolutely insane. insane. Like, yeah. That people must have been so upset. People must have been so mad. Oh, I'm boycotting but this like, movie now because yeah, because <laughs> it may be late for work. But, yeah, dude, I can only imagine. But yeah, it's like crazy the amount of people. It's like all one move. Like mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's just a lot of long takes. Yeah, a lot of long takes. Yeah, uh, the the whole first um, musical number is a big long take. So yeah, yeah, excellent. And then. Um, and then Emma Stone, the first scene, the first, like her whole first sequence is mm-hmm. incredibly frustrating as well. Yeah. She's just so, she's <laughs> just a total space cadet. Yeah. She is just not present in any way, shape or form. Mm-mm. And she's like, she's going over her lines. Really, that's why for, for her audition yeah. coming up and yeah. then just hyper fixated. Hello, get a move on. And yeah. Gosling pulls up on the yeah. side. He's like, what are you doing? They flip the bird or whatever. Yeah, she's and- just still just sitting there like, what? And he's like, it's like, he's like, how are you not honk. moving still? She, he's moving around you. There's nobody in front of you. Yeah. But um, uh, and, a get, mo- and a motif uh, throughout- to come later as well, the honking as well, yeah, which, yeah. which shows up yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. Uh- um, but yeah, I think cool the way that um, that character, by the end of it, Cause yeah, first couple minutes again, I'm kind of like, those characters are noxious. Yeah, and then like maybe like 10, 15 minutes in, I, I kind of like settled into the story and stuff, mm-hmm. and and yeah, it's it's really I I like how it looks a whole lot. It's like so saturated and like kind of like dreamy and you Very know dreamy. just super <laughs> like yeah, just really colorful. I feel like this is the way that I've been trying to like edit my colors lately is kind of mm-hmm. just like like deep contrast. Like I used to kind of do like milky blacks a bit mm-hmm. more like mm-hmm. it felt like that felt really cool like kind of a faded look on things right and i think there's a time and place for it and maybe i see that sometimes and i and i dig it from other people but i've noticed what i actually like more is maybe some sort of grain or texture on it but the blacks are just black and like soup yeah like absolutely dark like darks are dark and brights are you know pretty bright but not not blown out ever Mm -hmm. but yeah i just like this is how this is a look i've been into lately just like super saturated and then just pushing but also very realistic like everybody's absolutely skin looks like a different color than it's supposed to like like yeah i feel like whites look white kind of thing Mm -hmm. the colors look true but they're just really pushed yeah i I I like that i have to feel the same way because Although this movie is very colorful in terms of costumes and production design, it's very big and grand. Um, no, no, yeah, like you're saying, nobody's skin looks fake in this where it's just like, oh, they just put a whole yeah. color filter on everything. They took their time and colored right. this movie brilliantly and then chose the appropriate yeah. costumes as well to pop out. Um, yeah. The, Must have lit it really great. Yeah. The Someone in the Crowd um, uh, song where it starts off with her, mm-hmm. she's in her apartment and her, her roommates are there and they all have different colored dresses and they're all going out and everything. That's a fun one. It's, a, it's very much a fun one and it really shows how popping some of these uh, costume very choices musical. are. Very musical. 
Yeah, definitely very yeah. musical. Yeah, it's as if um, the uh, opening opening number didn't didn't tip you in. It's very much a musical. Yeah. when it gets to that one, that's uh-huh. that's a great song too. Though I, I feel. Um, yeah. How now, how many like musical numbers are there in this movie? Because I feel like there's ooh, those two right up front. Good question. And then I feel like there's throughout the movie, it feels like there's a number of these like subjective kind of sequences where it's like. Her mm-hmm. and uh, Sebastian dancing yeah. in space, or you know, whatever, yeah, 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 whatever yeah, yeah, different yeah. things are happening. But I also feel like when those numbers are happening, they're almost more dance numbers than yes, singing. Yes. Unless I was. So we have another agree? day. Another day of sun is the first one, and that's the whole cast and whatever. Someone in the crowd. Emma Stone leads that. Mia and Sebastian's theme. That's Justin Hurwitz. So you're just gonna hear the music. That's their classic, their piano riff, their signature theme. Yeah. Um, a lovely night is the one where they're doing tap dancing together. That's another great piece. Um, that's an actual musical piece. Um, Herman's Habit. That's that's a, a score. Uh, City of Stars is Ryan Gosling's uh, main song. Uh, so that's that's mm-hmm. sung by him as well. Planetarium. That's the one where they kind of take off at the observatory and yeah, and do their fancy dancing stuff in the sky. So that one's more musical. Um, or more um, a score. And then Summer Montage, which I did a uh, video on too, by the way, folks. Huge numbers, uh, big surprise on how many people are actually watching that video. So thank you very much. But on the montage, I used this montage yeah. from La La Land as the example using this song, Summer yeah. Montage, as well. Um, nice. Uh, dude. And then City of Stars has another, there's another one with Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone that sing it together. Um, and then there's an interesting one. Start a Fire is the one with John Legend, um, where uh, mm. Ryan Gosling's a part of the band now. And that's more like yeah, a yeah, concert yeah. song, but it's also right. this is in a musical, so it's kind of uh-huh. in this weird space. But I yeah, kind of crosses I count, count that. Yeah, definitely. And then the final one would be um, the audition song that Emma Stone sings, um, "The Fools Who Dream." She sings that during her audition uh, for the the big role that she wants to get in 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 uh, was it Paris or something. Um, right, right, right. Yeah. So that was the last like somebody is singing this song kind of thing um i feel like it's a little and i guess i'm i'm also like mm-hmm. not upset by musicals the way i was as a child so mm-hmm. it's maybe i'm just not even clocking it so much as a kid i hated musicals i was so even like disney really movies like like mary them. poppins and stuff as a kid uh i think disney felt a little bit different yeah but like theatery kind of stuff i just mm-hmm. didn't really like sure uh I think it kind of just stemmed from, like, my friend Danny Pittman, his sisters would always sing in their house, Mm. and they would just belt. Like, they were, like, (laughs) singing their heart out at all times, Mm. and it was just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Like, I was so so beside myself. Can I have a moment, please? Constantly. Yeah, it was just like, it was as if, like, it was just like yelling, you know what it's like? It was singing. (laughs) It was just singing. And right. so when I would just watch it, I was just like, when I'd watch a musical, that's just what I would think of. And I'd be like, it would just like I don't know, it would upset me. <laughs> Either way, I feel like this one, there's a lot of it that's just movie. It just feels Absolutely. like a lot of it. Like you said, it's, it's film first, and then it's kind of like, there's these cool numbers and dances yeah. like kind of tossed on Presented top. Presented as Almost a musical. as like... Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the ending then, because uh, this is probably one of the most talked about moments in the film. I think, yeah, I think it's fantastic. It's very much the perfect bittersweet ending, as as perfect as you can get. 
Um, yeah. I remember before I kind of get into the details of it all, but I remember when it was over, when the first time I watched it, I was like, I was like, I, I, I was speechless. I couldn't even yeah. understand like, what are they doing? Wait a second. Yeah. No, this isn't real. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, what is happening? Here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was really cool. Wait, no, I, I want that like, one um... though. Why is that one not real? I want that one. Yeah. 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 Wait, this seems increasingly <laughs> less real. This yeah. seems increasing, increasingly uh, less real. Uh-oh. Yeah. Cause uh, <laughs> at first you're kind of like, oh, like, so, so my ride there was, I, I also, I feel like I've been seeing this and kind of, kind of framing it like, or like observing it, mm-hmm. whatever the word I'm trying, conceptualizing perhaps. Yeah. Seeing in movies a couple times recently, like, uh, okay, and maybe I'm even talking about Whiplash, but I don't really think so. Oh, because he hits up the chick to, like, come to his thing. At Does the end, yeah. Does she come to his thing? No, she doesn't. Do you see her? No. I don't know. Why would also, she? Yeah, kind of why would dick, she? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I don't know if yeah, my, no. my boyfriend's <laughs> right. really into jazz. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, oh, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. My boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. And then he's so um, defeated. He's like, oh, oh, so, okay, oh. yeah. Yeah, 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 well, you know. Let me know. Like, I think she like hangs up on him or something, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of, uh, I've seen that a few times recently of kind of like break up, try to get back together thing. And mm-hmm. I just like, it, it always kind of feels weird to me. Cause like, I guess my stance in real life is that that doesn't work too mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And I kind of try to uh, tell my friends not to do that. More, yeah. Yeah. If yeah, I, yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> if, if they're asking or anything. For sure. Um, so to like, I've kind of, I feel like I've seen that a few times recently, but, uh either way yeah that's kind of happening in this they they're they're breaking up you know uh, toward the third act because they both have these careers and it's just not working anymore and they're in each other's way and they're in in their own way and uh it's really sad to see because you know it's been so romantic and so fun and so they've been pushing each other and they're here because each other in a way but now they can't be together anymore yeah and then there's this feeling of and then she's, you know, well, he calls four the, years later. And he calls the, the clubs uh, Sebs, yeah. using the design uh-huh. that she she drew up yeah. for him and everything. Yeah. And, well, well first of all. the job that he. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When when she is, when she's kind of like, like, okay, we're going out. I'm like, wait, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Oh my gosh, it's not, yeah. it's not Sebastian. Right. What the heck? And like, yeah. there's, ki- there's kids, there's kids ready. Like, it's too late. There's kids there. There's a babysitter. Yeah. It's like, they're not getting back together, but wh- what happened? No. And then we, we see what happened and he buys, yeah, he buys the place that he wanted, he's always wanted to buy, right? He's changed, he changed his original idea to make it Sebs with the, uh, with the music note as the apostrophe. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Oh, and she's walking down the club and then sh- in the hallway and she sees that and she is so stunned uh-huh. by it, but also can't can't help but feel like proud in a way that yeah. he achieved his dreams. And, you know, she's he's there's a little piece of her in that because it's the logo and the name and everything. Right. And then right. then they see each other, um, yeah. which is oh, my goodness. And then we get the entire like basically dream sequence, which does feel very dreamy yeah. in terms of framing and like this aura around like, it. Yeah. But the way the rest of the movie is, too, it, it fits mm-hmm. where you don't know at first. And then, yeah. yeah. And, and so that's that's what happened to me is kind of I'm watching it. and I'm like, oh, they did. They did end up together. They had a life. And I was like happy <laughs> for a second. And then I'm like, then I'm getting confused where I'm like, wait, she has like kids. Like, yeah. And then I'm like, is is that cool? Like the way that they're framing that, like 
I'm not seeing that other kid around anymore. Now she just has a new kid with Ryan Gosling yeah. and all this. <laughs> and then I was just kind of like, damn, I actually don't re- – this doesn't feel good to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. uh-oh. And like, it, it's, it looks like it's so happy and it's nice because they're yeah. together, but I don't know because she has this other thing already. And then, yeah, it then becomes increasingly more dreamlike and kind of they're watching projections of each other. And then I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. this is like really not – this isn't – and I, then, I love that that end number it, though with all the the all the musical yeah. uh element like all the songs that previously really nice. all coming together and they fit yeah. so well together justin Hurwitz is, is over genius right? yes yeah um and uh and we see them kind of go through their lives again like when he drops or when he's playing in the in, in the bar that he was originally in the restaurant right that he was originally yeah. working in and yeah. instead of walking right by her they embrace and everything and it turns into yeah. this major dream sequence that is just Fantastic. And reminds me of old Hollywood sequence as well. And it's just beautiful. Yeah. I guess I miss, I misread them kissing. Mm. That was the, that was the reenactment of, of when he bumped her the first time. Yeah. When he just walked right past after she's like, Oh, I just heard you playing. And he's like, get out of here. But instead this time they start their life right there and the relationship goes off and they do amazing things together and whatnot. So yeah, I thought that was her kiss. I thought that was them kissing in the club that night when she's there with her husband. Mm-mm. That's how I read. Oh that. no, no, no! Yeah, I like no. looked away where it, where there was a cut. Or Wait, whatever, where's the husband? So Wait, is he seeing this? That's why. Yeah, that's <laughs> why. That's why I was also thinking it was so. I was like, uh, oh shit, they got together. <laughs> yeah. I guess it's it's funny. I think it's been a while since I've watched something that's just kind of like, like just this type of romance relationship movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, like I feel like definitely. I feel I like for a, a while we were stuff. watching kind of lovey stuff or things that maybe aren't even necessarily that, but like, like live in that space. You know what I mean? Where uh, it's yeah, sure, romantic. I, I like, yeah. I like I'll describe things as romantic mm-hmm. a decent amount. I feel, but um, yeah. So it was funny to like watch this, and it's like like a Ryan Gosling romantic movie. Did you ever watch The Notebook? True. No, I never watched the Notebook. I watched that one for the first time a few months ago. Uh, are you gonna then, do all the Nicholas I, Sparks movies now? Or? <laughs> uh, I have no intention to on my own. Um, <laughs> if anybody wants to invite me over to watch some Nicholas Sparks movies, hit me up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, then that kind of bummed me out because then it, yeah. I have like I probably didn't think about that movie since I watched it, mm-hmm. and then I was like watching it today, and I was like, oh. Watching the notebook, like, yeah, you know what I mean? like, um, <laughs> for sure. But R- oh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling that. puts me there. You know what I mean? But absolutely, yeah. I don't know. I think what I can say, this is kind of my take on the ending, is that it, it it's capturing what we all want to see, but then also reminding us that sometimes life is not fair, um, and what we really want, yeah, is hiding behind a pleasure that we don't want to let go of. Um, yeah. what, what, what they're trying to achieve in their own individual lives uh, in their own lives anyway they, they, the ownership of a club and becoming successful that way and um, Mia becoming a successful actor somebody that people know going back to the coffee shop that she once used to work at on lot and everything and yeah. um, you know we see in the movie like Gosling uh, or Sebastian he thinks oh yeah this band with uh, John Legend like that that's, that's my goal and then it turns out, no, that's actually not. That actually took you down a very bad path. You know, you're away yeah. from your partner um, who's also trying to yeah. grow, but you're not there to support her and her growth at the same time, right? 
Um, so we get all these little things that we see throughout the movie and what they think is the strongest part, which is their relationship, which is why he drives all the way uh, to her childhood home, honks the horn and, and, and lets her know that, look, I'm still around. Like, we're going to do this together. Yeah. And there's an there's an audition tomorrow and we need to get you there. Yeah. You know, all that passion we think, oh, they're a great couple. They're going to last. But that's actually what, what we want to happen and what we want to hold on to. But we need to let go because then they were able to uh, finalize success in their individual paths. And though uh-huh. they do have that moment at the end where they do see each other, um, where she's sitting down and, and he's playing their their signature song and uh, one last glance at each other before the movie ends. Uh, which, oh, which was he's for yeah. so long. He's just his head is down. Looking, yeah, not looking. And then he looks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just uh, absolutely brilliant. Just a a great ending to the movie. Um, really <laughs> yeah. I liked. I I'm glad that I dug it because yeah, like I you know like I've said for a long time. I I, I tried to watch it mm-hmm. for half a second once and I wasn't into it at all. Uh, and I had it. I had a good time watching it. So. Awesome. I'm glad. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, mm-hmm. So that's uh, two movies uh, in his career that we want to talk about. Now, the latter two, I'm uh, not going to focus that much uh, detail on, especially with time here. But um, mm-hmm. two years later, after big success of La La Land, he comes out with First Man. A little bit of a different movie, though. This one is uh, based on real people. So Neil Armstrong. Gosling too, right? Gosling as well. He's back. Yeah, Claire Foy is in this. Uh, he, he Jason Clark is in this. J.K. Simmons was in both those other two. Yeah, J.K. Simmons was in La La Land for a brief moment as the restaurant yeah. owner or whatever. And he's like, I want what? you to play Christmas music. And Gosling's like, I want to yeah. play this romantic music. And he's like, all right, you're fired. <laughs> that was a cool parallel. <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. J. Jonas Jameson. Yeah. I liked what one last one last to to finish off. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I did like that parallel of that conversation. He was like, he's pushing so hard to be like, you're gonna you're gonna let me keep doing it. I'm gonna do what you don't want me to do. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and you're gonna keep me around. And then, like, no. Yeah. That doesn't. That's not how it works, man. And then that that happens at the end too, with Emma Stone where. When he misses her show, unbelievable. Oh, man. So Not upsetting. Cool. So upsetting. And then he's just like, yeah. no, we're good. We're good. We're good. And it's yeah. like, nah, man, we're not. Now, that was bad, actually. That was really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Those moments in movies really I, kill me. I'm just like, oh, why can't it just I work know. out? You know? I know. It Horrible. Hurts. <laughs> um. Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Moving on to the first man. So, like I said, uh, yeah, Ryan Gosling uh, playing Neil Armstrong. It's a biopic, and um, it, not so much about like all oh, the space race and all that stuff. It's more about detailing how he became the first man on the moon, his backstory, why he wanted to be an astronaut, and whatnot. Uh, this is definitely a bit of a slower movie compared to the first two. Um, or see, uh, Guy Madeline on the Park Bench is is definitely a slower movie as well, um, but that, that one is a musical, so there's a bit more pep into it. Um, but compared to Whiplash and La La Land, First Man is increasingly slower. Um, and uh, interesting kind of points on this, though. So the previous two films that we just mentioned uh, had jazz music and, um, you know, in the first movie, and then the musical uh, showmanship of, of La La Land. 
But on this one, it was right. more focused on dialogue. Dialogue was the major focus in this uh, in this film. It's very much more of an intimate story. It's a personal story, but again, detailing a person that existed, you know, a real person. Right. So um, definitely a little bit different. Um, but I, I I don't think it's as good as the other films that we just were talking about. But I still liked it enough. I think yeah. um, Chazelle probably works best when he's doing original things or or even basing things off of of real people but not actually taking their 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 real story i think he's such a great storyteller that's why and then he can use music in such a this is a definitely a departure from the typical justin Hurwitz for for first man as well um yeah so i i mean overall i think i think he does work better when he's doing original characters and everything and i think um it, it, that's why it was a departure in this movie and also a departure for justin Hurwitz as well um obviously mm. different style of music for first man more of a visceral score than anything uh big and loud and and fan, you know fantastical um now he definitely right. comes back in the next movie but um yeah. it's just completely different making up for yeah. lost time <laughs> yeah yeah um though but i but i did <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, I did quite. I did quite enjoy First Man as as what it is. Um, um, and I think. Yeah. Um, I think then Chazelle in the next movie Babylon, which came out last year, twenty twenty two. Like I said, we have a whole review on this movie, so check out that episode if you want all things Babylon. Uh, and talking a little bit more about Damien Chazelle's style specifically for that movie as well. Um, but it's but pretty good. I remember liking it. I, I remember what liking I said it as well. I remember. Now. I remember giving it like a goodish score because it's. Yeah, I, I remember saying too, like it does go a little too far in areas for me where it doesn't have to be so in your uh-huh. face. Like, yeah, the first two minutes, an elephant like shits in the camera, and you're just like, oh, this is yeah. gonna be this one, one of these movies. Okay, you know, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I do remember, yeah. and then I remember kind of being like, for the amount of a lot that it is, it could have had like ten percent mm-hmm. better story if you're gonna be so pushy. For the most part, though, I really did enjoy the story. Love the characters, yeah. love the evolution of, of, of the character stories as well. Now, I mentioned this in our review, but the whole Tobey Maguire sequence can be cut out of the movie and you could cut the, the runtime down because it is very long. It's like, what, 324 yeah. or something? Or it's like three hours. It's definitely over three hours. It was super long. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if you listen to I that episode. I watched that by myself too. Yeah, I did too. Um, if you if you listen to that episode, you'll, you'll hear about Eric's Babylon story at Dole Cannery and how just awful that experience was um i, I kind of forget i gotta i gotta listen and was it with did, was it something with food no no that was the canceled screening oh yeah i oh, did see that yeah. one by myself actually yeah, yeah. all but right i, I will, remember now and okay. you were you were planning to see it one time and then canceled and then you eventually yeah. saw it but oh my goodness yeah yeah uh, that's <laughs> funny yeah uh, no, we had we had some food stories other times though that we've we've gone to the movies yeah, I together. Think that but was, uh, Avatar, maybe. Oh, I'm was it Avatar? Right oh wow. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's always food stuff. Yeah, I, I gotta stop buying food at the yeah. movies. Period. Yeah. <laughs> 
but, I need to think ahead a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Babylon does go a lot bigger, though, um, than First Bad. Back to... Uh, bigger than any of the movies, I think. La La Land is huge, but Babylon goes even crazier in terms of just... Yeah. We can talk about quantity of extras Scale that they have just, on set as well. Yeah, but quantity of extras, sizes of rooms. Yeah. Just, like, big sets. Everything uh, bigger. A longer time period as well that these stories go yeah. across of. Longer runtime. You don't talk about that. Um, but anyway, this one has Margot Robbie in it, uh, Diego Calva, and Brad Pitt, who are all great in this movie. And this one is a is, is pretty interesting story, too, because it follows the ups and downs of three major careers in early Hollywood fictional people, of course. But um, the up-and-coming next big thing, the hidden talent, and, of course, the old dog trying to stay in the game. It is, as yeah. I've described it, a Hollywood epic. And, um, again, the ending is very strong. Uh, some people, I know some people that don't like the ending though, because they think it's too much of a, oh, hat tip to Hollywood. And you're just, you're just, you know, giving them the graces. And I'm like, well, yeah, cause Hollywood can be that's good the, too. You know, Hollywood can be fantastic. Yeah. And that's what that ending is when he's sitting there in the movie theater, tears in his eyes, seeing all these movies. And then we yeah. see all the different clips and the evolution of cinema and how it goes through, especially, I mean, the timing of it all with Avatar being one of those clips and Avatar, the way of water coming out around the same time as Babylon yeah. was perfection. Uh, probably a coincidence. It was pretty but cool. That was very smart. Like, uh, yeah. It, just just a great ending. Yeah, I I don't I don't like that opinion that that you're expressing that you've heard others to have because it's like that's what the whole movie is. Yeah, it is like, an ode to Hollywood. Like just now just now that it's the end of the movie like <laughs> I guess and and I feel like a lot of the movie is kind of dealing with like the the monster of it kind yeah, of like Yeah, absolutely. You know, the it's the the underside mm-hmm. and so that's the moment of payoff. Exactly. So you, like, you that is like It the, is a critique of Hollywood in a way as well because you you get all the right. oh, all these posh people and trying to turn Margot Robbie yeah. into something that she isn't. They say she can't have a lesbian relationship and this and that, you know, and all this kind uh-huh. of stuff. It's like, yeah, this, this does suck. But in the end, yeah. um you know they can critique that and they do it well and then they're also the, they want to express the moments of joy that the movies that movies bring all that hard work yeah. and 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 horribleness that goes behind the scenes and that is definitely uh, a concern is brought to you in this amazing package which you know not every movie you're going to watch is a is a success or is a is a is a great film yeah. and you're not going to enjoy every single well, one corny, but for I the guess. most part like the yeah a montage idea can be but yeah absolutely i, I, I don't cool. feel like it's yeah i don't feel like it's like oh it's so cheese in this but i get where people say that definitely because it's just like oh yeah it is here we go here's all the greatest movies of all time starting with um, the the train coming through the screen and you know it's gonna it's gonna yeah, hit yeah. the audience and whatnot right. yeah so look understandable understandable but uh yeah so that one i i yeah listen back to the episode i i think i enjoyed it um does go a little too far in some areas where i'm just like all right just this is yeah um and i remember like infinity pool happening a few weeks later that we reviewed that one i'm like that one takes it to an entire new level of insanity yeah so that was a very early in the year like what the hell am i watching this year it's gonna be very very adult films early in the year (laughs) yeah no straight up adult films yeah basically uh all right basically yeah uh, you have any final thoughts on Damien Chazelle? Now, I do want to mention actually one thing before you, you kind of hop yeah. in. But yeah. um, no necessarily future projects announced yet, but there was a great deal really? that just went down for Chazelle 
Paramount Pictures has signed him to a multi-year first look directing and producing deal with Damien Chazelle and is also his partner, uh, who is a producer, Olivia Hamilton. Hell yeah. Um, so he's locked in. I'm guessing um, a few of his movies are going to be, uh, if Paramount likes them, they're going to be uh, produced there. Um so yeah, that's what a first, so. first look deal is, yeah. right? Is that they they literally like, take hey, a first look. We like you at the project that yeah. he that he, yeah. So we like you. Let's sign you onto your first look deal, so we get first dibs on anything that you want to make. And if we like it, let's do it, and we're gonna give you the money for it uh, within certain parameters, of course. But they get first dibs on everything. <laughs> um, and look, Paramount has published some fantastic movies over the years, such as The Godfather, but. You know, well, you know what's funny? We'll I'm see. thinking of Paramount Plus just oh. cause, just because that's what I hear all the time now, and I'm like, ah, oh, he's gonna go streaming. No, I, I would not like is, that. Is it a, it's a it's real Paramount. Paramount it's Pictures, the, it's the whole company. Yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's really cool. A mountain of entertainment, as they say for their yeah. Paramount Plus commercials, anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. but Paramount Pictures, yes, the the whole studio. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, but like I said, no, no looking into uh, any uh, any ideas anyway of what what could be coming next for him. But I'm I'm definitely going to be excited. Um, yeah, he seems to do this in somewhat fast increments. I mean, let's see here. So Guy and, and Guy and Madeline on the Park Bench, two thousand nine. But that was also like a student film in a way. So that's too you know that's kind of a long long yeah. time between that and twenty fourteen of Whiplash. But then 2014 to 2016 is La La Land. 2016 to 2018 is First Man. And then right. 2018 right. to 2022 is Babylon. So that's a little bit of a longer stretch, but still pretty quick turnaround for that's a movie. That's COVID of, too. And a gigantic And COVID. Movie. Absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah. Good point there. So we'll see. Maybe it'll be in the next uh, two, three years. We get an idea of what, what's coming up next. 2026. We'll see. Yeah. I'm, anything, I I'm wonder, very excited. I, yeah. I guess it's... so. I guess to wrap up my thoughts on Damien is kind of, I had an idea of him from knowing of Whiplash and La La Land. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then seeing Babylon, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. But then watching La La Land and Whiplash this week, I'm realizing how far, like I'm seeing the growth, Mm -hmm. you know? Absolutely. And yeah. like, it's like there's these, there's the style and kind of like, you know, tropes or, you know, parallels and types of characters and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, that stay pretty consistent, but there's, there's a lot more added to, and now I'm like, yeah, it's like subject matter changes and, you know, stuff like that a, a little bit. Uh, so yeah, I guess I'm just kind of curious to see what, what's next. Mm-hmm. Could it kind of be anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I totally, totally agree. I I'd like to see him. It's so funny because like, oh, I like when he does more original stuff, and I do. I want him to do more original stuff than biopics and whatnot. But I want to see Damien Chazelle step out of the Hollywood story for a yeah. bit because we've had two yeah. big ones that, uh, for the most part, are pretty good. Um, but maybe we could see something a little bit different, like a Whiplash. I mean, Whiplash wasn't very Hollywood focused. It was. It was about a student playing music, you know. Sort of entertainment, I guess, but yeah, yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, entertainment. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I see what you're saying. I, I would, though, yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to see well because because he has such a good track record so far. Let's see something maybe a little bit different in terms of uh what he what he, you know what he can show us, but still keeping the originality of original characters and original 
uh, stories and whatnot. Yeah. So I'd love to see that. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I think that's going to do it. This is our deep dive, or not deep dive, but a, a director spotlight on Damien Chazelle. Uh, we really hope you enjoyed this one and maybe inspired you to watch a Damien Chazelle film if you haven't seen any or if you've only seen one or two. Uh, or maybe even re- rewatch them as well. Because, yeah, pretty good. I think I want to rewatch Babylon. Is yeah. That on something? I bet it is. Let me see. Babylon streaming like free yeah <laughs> yeah oh, i feel like i was watching something good the other let's day let's see it is on paramount plus speaking of oh. it i guess that makes sense he's a paramount guy <laughs> he's a paramount yeah. guy yeah yeah oh boy all right cool well uh thank you so much for listening to this episode really appreciate it if you want even more episodes of nobody's listening to this movie podcast more podcasty movie goodness and like i said listening to our babylon review listening to our short films episode as well um subscribe we're here every friday on all podcast platforms so whether that's spotify or apple podcasts or google play um not apple not Apple Music, I realized today. No, not Apple Music. Showing a friend. But podcast. It's the podcast the app. Podcast Correct, app. yes. Yeah. Because that's where I've podcasts been, are. I've been saying the wrong thing for a long, long Uh-oh. time. Uh-oh. Yeah. Podcast app. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> People have found this. Uh, I always say Spotify, Apple Music. Oh. Nope. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I guess it's called Apple Music, and they have Apple Podcasts. I wonder, so we should put like the theme on Apple Music. That would be a cool song to like download on Apple Music. That would be sick. Oh, our, just, our, to, our, just to cover our bases yeah of yeah platforms, <laughs> that's as much as we can put also on i think music. is a cool chilled out like killer theme song as well that you wrote uh and performed so I did. yeah fantastic uh every once in a while i think about like doing a new one or switching mm-hmm. it and i'm like oh, no, no i like it's it kind of a good just little i like it's just it like a little jam it's just it like is a little, little jam good intro outro kind yeah. of thing a little bit of justin herwitz in you i guess uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah the next next theme that you make you have to go with the uh-huh. trumpet noises yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> just me just yeah yeah me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> fantastic all righty um what else do we have we also have a uh, an email uh, where you can send us your mm-hmm. your letters your mail about suggestions you might have for a future episode or you want to talk about Damien Chazelle's style or a movie that you saw of his and you want to kind of re- send us a little mini review uh, your thoughts on it let us know. That is um, niltmoviepod at gmail.com where you can send us uh, those Bam. letters, recommendations, uh, talking points, whatnot. Um, we also have a YouTube channel, nltmoviepod, on youtube.com where, like I said, you can check out uh, the montage, learning about the montage uh, film school episode that I did, that video that I put up there. And we focus on this summer montage from La La Land, from Damien Chazelle, uh, using that as a, a great example because it's it's really just a, a nice basic one that's easy to understand. Uh, so check it out. Just good that work. video is up there. Um, Eric does some educational a, content. Ed, there definitely some, I would say, fun educational content because it's not dreary. Yeah, it's not fun educational. It's, oh, there we go. I like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, Eric does a second podcast, which I guess you can find on Apple Music or something. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> but that is uh, nobody's listening to this music podcast. So, I mean, you know what? It's a, It says music in the title. So, you know, should yeah. be on the uh, Apple Music. But no, it's on. I'll, I'll make some calls. It's on, Apple, some calls. it's on Apple Podcasts as well and all the other podcast places uh, that we publish to as well. So check them out on uh, Tuesdays is where they drop. 
Alrighty, well, uh, thank you again so much for listening and we will uh, catch you all in the next episode. Later.